Welcome to podcast 17, the importance of having a joy strategy to keep your mojo. Tim, why joy? Because uh, I think it's probably the quickest way we feel alive is to have joy. And um, yeah, without joy in your life, I think it can get very dull very quick. There's also lots of good evidence as to why medically and holistically and from a resilience perspective, why joy is actually quite a smart strategy to have. So, yeah, I think you need this in your toolkit. Plus, it's a lot of fun, man. So there we go. And who doesn't want to have more fun, right? I'm up for that. <laughs> How do you want to get into this topic, Tim? Yeah, okay. So, I mean, again, as ever, we've had a seven-year journey now with the book, uh, about seven uh, years, that you and uh, I have been collaborating closely on the book. Uh, and I remember fairly early on, uh, I remember the moment when we were talking about what we thought would be the key things to have in our model. Mm. And it felt, and I remember, I think it was you who said, still feels a bit static. And I said, well, how about, you know, how about just doing stuff in the diary you enjoy? For me, that's a really important thing to do. You went, yeah, that's really, so mm. why don't we just enjoy ourselves a bit more? I remember there was a real pause there. We went, that's it. <laughs> now that was probably about five years ago. Mm. And I think uh, fast forwarding now, I think you're seeing people out there realizing actually having fun strategically, having intentional fun mm. has a lot of benefits. Yeah. And it's been so easy to not have fun because work can take over, overwhelm can kick in with just the sheer volume of demands. Mm. And before you know it, you're in obligation and servicing others and teams and et cetera, families. Yeah. And you've dropped out on yourself. And if you've dropped out on yourself, you've stopped having fun. Simple as that. Yeah. Well, uh, for me, Tim, one of the things that has exposed this is the pandemic, where lockdown meant for a lot of people the things that they used to love doing and look forward to, yeah. they weren't able to do. For example, I remember talking to this the head of external affairs for a big pharmaceutical, and he was saying, one of the things that I absolutely love doing is putting on my leathers, getting on my motorbike, <laughs> And going with my mates and eat, you know, for a weekend somewhere, and we eat nothing green all weekend. It's just pure <laughs> indulgence. And so then I get back on the treadmill. And he said, during the pandemic, that has been taken away from me. He yeah. said, and I'm feeling the deficit in my energy levels um, for that. Tim, for our listeners, connect. I mean, uh, the, the the recharge model is is a model about resilience. It's about recharging. What's the link between that and joy? Yeah, well, the link between that is not only does it give us more energy, it protects us from stuff too. In fact, mm. in the podcast notes, you'll you'll see, and I, I need to thank Eric from Anti Minimalist for this. He's put, he's put together the nine scientific benefits of having fun. Mm. There's quite a lot of benefits. I mean, serious benefits here, all the way from reducing stress, anxiety, to improving heart blood pressure, lots and lots of stuff. So there's a compelling medical evidence that actually having fun joyful activities is, is really beneficial for you. So that's kind of the science here. For me, the psychology though is even more important because I think, you know, as a society where we're moving towards is a lot more meaning. So certainly mm. the younger generations now coming into the workforce are going, actually, I want to know why I'm doing this. Mm. <laughs> and one of the early questions they ask yeah. is, well, do I, do I feel like I'm enjoying this? Even if it's serious work, do I enjoy the serious work? Mm. So I think understanding that joy has a strategic part to play in our lives 
is really important too. Plus, as you know, I don't think you can feel alive unless you do two things, have fun and take a few risks. And I think if you can't do those two things, then basically I think you're going to, you're going to die pretty quickly in my book anyway. <laughs> that's why it's in the, that's why it's in our model. Brilliant. Tim, I know there is a condition called anhedonia. What's that all about? Oh, it's one of my, it's, it's one of the words that just makes me go cold. In fact, literally physically now, mm, I've see just you. had a shudder. Mm. Uh, it's one of the reasons I take this really seriously. So I was, I, I, I had anhedonia uh, seven years ago. Anhedonia, for those who don't know, is basically a condition which is a precursor for, for depression. And it basically sort of uh, says that you've stopped having joy in any activity. Hmm. And it's uh, it's a very dangerous symptom to have. Uh, and it's quite a frightening symptom to have as well. I've had it. It's horrible when I was so overwhelmed that literally I, the stuff I used to enjoy, going out with friends, physical mm -hmm. activities, just even the thought of it made me feel bad, right? Because I was so wow. I was so burnt out, right? Mm. So anhedonia, you know, is almost the opposite end of this, right? It's, it's, it's the flip side. Mm. And yet, you know, we know one in three people are going to have a depressive episode in their lifetime. You know, we know depression, mm. you know, from all the studies we've been doing, if, for those of you, you know, want to get to the earlier podcast notes, mm. particularly the earlier podcast, particularly on why recharge, mm. uh, the reports on, you know, what's happening with kind of overwhelm and anxiety and depression in the workplace. Mm. We know that anhedonia is almost a symptom. If you know you're not having joy in the stuff you recognize, you need to take care, right? Mm. So for me, I have a joy strategy now, right? <laughs> that mm. I'm very, very adamant about. And also I think with the pandemic, you make you make a really interesting point. So anhedonia, joy is the opposite. But, but with the pandemic, I think you need a macro and a micro joy strategy, right? Oh. Now, we lost our macro joy activities in the pandemic, travel getting together with friends, family occasions, group mm. activities, they just went. And mm. what I mean by macro is that's the stuff that people kind of look forward to, but which, which just naturally happened, right? Mm. And we lost them. Mm. We lost them. And then people didn't have their micro joy activities, that, you know, being thankful for that cup of, cup of coffee, right? Going mm. out for that walk and just, you know, breathing the fresh air, mm. appreciating the small things that give you joy. We, we, we stopped doing that, right? Mm. So we really lost out on a kind of a, a really fundamental part of resilience, which is having two strategies for this. Now, what I really like is there's a book uh, called The Power of Fun, How to Feel Alive Again by Catherine Price, who's mm. a science writer for the New York Times. So I, I love her thinking on this. And she's basically saying, look, you know, you basically need to have these in your toolkit because what they do is they, they allow playfulness to happen, which means you can manage stress better. Mm. They allow connection to happen, right, which allows more resilience due to your relationships you have. Mm. And allow flow to happen, right, which mm. means you can absorb more. So, you know, having a joy strategy is really important. And fun is a key part of joy, right? So I think mm. fun is one thing, but joy, I think, is even bigger. I yeah. think joy is bigger than just fun. Right? How so? Well, I think fun is something that, you know, you can almost – fun is something – this, I think, very energizing. All the three mm. things she says, right? Mm. But I think joy can be something very solitary. It can be quite low pulse. It can mm. be something that actually isn't necessarily energizing, but it connects you to something mm. that actually makes you feel bigger than yourself. So mm. I think joy is almost overarching fun here, but maybe that's semantics, but that's my take on it. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. You've talked about the importance 
of having a micro and a macro joy strategy mm. how 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 can people go about developing that yeah okay so in our book page 95 there's a sort of good exercise there to look at the things you actually enjoy doing but i think you know first for a start realize there's two there's two there's kind of bigger stuff such as holidays Mm. such as nights out with your friends or maybe stuff you schedule in your diary that sort of feels as though, yeah, I'm making an event of this in the future, mm. right? Mm. So, you know, forward stuff in the diary that makes you go, ha, yeah, you know what? I like that. Now, I think we need that. I think we need mm. that full momentum to be optimists generally. Yeah. But the micro strategy is stuff you wouldn't necessarily diarize. Is mm. the stuff where you actually say, I'm going to take a few moments in the morning just to sort of, you know, sit down my cup of coffee and just reflect on how's the day? Right. Mm. So I think we need we need both, I think, to be sustainable here and to have a really meaningful strategy that works on a day to day level. So that's why I've identified both of those things. Mm. Makes complete sense. And I, and I do remember you and I having a conversation about this in London a number of years back. Mm. And it just kind of landed with me with such a resonant ding of, yeah, I can be a busy, crazy fool and l- the fun and joy can just ebb out of my life as I thrash myself. And it led me to be very deliberate in putting things in my calendar Mm. that I look forward to. One of those for me is cycling Mm. and doing longer cycling trips. And exactly as you're describing, I know that when I'm sort of scanning through my calendar, trying to book meetings and I stumble across that three day trip, it's like, Oh yeah. It just puts a smile on my face. Oh, man. <laughs> Doesn't it just do that? And, and you know, the, the, and again, you make a really important point that a lot of our methodology is talking about, which is when the stress hits, when the overwhelm hits, dial up some of these practices. They mm. naturally help you navigate the tough times. And I think a joy strategy, particularly when you're having a tough time, really helps balance you, really yeah. helps balance you and sees you through. So I think yeah. that's, that's a really important message each time with this stuff mm. is it's almost like, counterintuitive because the more overwhelmed we get we know we shut down right yeah and we do stuff that doesn't help yeah actually dialing up stuff so for me going out on that squash court right hitting that ball mm. and you know and i'll be serious you know i mean for those of you who who, who haven't heard you know i lost my wife a few years ago right mm. and you know i went the day after i lost her on the squash court it's the one thing i knew would actually kind of focus and flow it's the one thing I knew would just what I would enjoy doing, and it took me out of the moment of just a hor- horrific grief. So it mm. really, really helps when things are ha- you know horrific to just have mm. your joy, whatever it is, have one. Notice it now because mm. you're going to need it. Mm. Yeah. You mentioned squash. Yeah. For you, uh, would you yeah. be willing to share some of the other things that <laughs> well, are in your? Let, well, let me change, let me change the tone from grief, death, and grief. It's <laughs> like. <laughs> And you know me, I tend to flick quite quickly on these things, right? So for me, I was doing the, the, I was doing it this morning. That I was kind of tr- drinking the Kool Aid this morning. So mm. one of the things that I absolutely love doing, without a shadow of a doubt, right? Before anything else. And by the way, taking I've took work off the uh, the table. Right? And by the way, you know, preparing for podcasts, I actually really enjoy doing too, even though that's technically a little bit of work, I suppose, right? Yeah. Okay, having a hot bath. Right? I just love a hot bath, right? Mm. Getting a squash ball, I just told you about, right? Hanging out with my new wife. So folks, there is a good story, a good light story here. Hey. You, know, you have a new wife in your life, which is great, right? Going out for a walk and talk. I absolutely love that. Mm. Right? Browsing shops while Imogen is at theater group. I found this knickknack shop. <laughs> right? I found it by three knickknack shops. 
Every Thursday between five and six, I drop her off for her theatre group, and I basically have to kill time as a parent. Yeah. I walk around the knickknack shops, and I just love, I love it. And I'm spending mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, three, four, five pounds at a time. So not much money, right? On mm. knickknack stuff, but I really enjoy it. I've now got 10 pairs of cheap glasses, of which I'm wearing one of these today, because the knickknack wow. shop, I love it, right? Mm. Calling up somebody instead of emailing them, right? And I did that this morning. I was actually going to message them on, on Messenger, but now I'm just going to call them up. Oh my God, was that such a good thing to do, right? We can mm. again, we just connected and fired up again. So that's sort of, you know, my current activities. Everybody is different, but in my experience, mm. everybody has stuff they can enjoy, right? Everybody mm. has stuff, even the small things that can be part of their joy strategy. Should have, have a micro one, which I've just almost, you know, identified. Have mm. a joy strategy that has self. So self joy strategies includes others. I know we're going to be talking about sharing in another podcast. So I won't go too far down the line on that, right? But have a, mm. a joy strategy that's maybe solo, practice with others too, but also involves, you know, involves sort of, you know, micro and macro stuff. Now for me, macro stuff as well. Got a few coming up. Thank you. Know, thank we can, we can travel again. Got my annual boys weekend in Edinburgh, right? November. Mm. Man, it's been three and a half years, right? <laughs> You have no idea how much I'm looking forward to that. We're Monday, sorry, we're Wednesday, right? Monday night, what did I do? Booked Pink Floyd tickets, Roger Waters tour. This is not a drill. Here in Oslo, April 12th and 13th, right? For one night. Mm-hmm. Told Sestina, Sestina and I were buzzing that night, right? We were, you know, literally, mm-hmm. really, I'm already looking forward to seven months in advance, okay? And of course, there's other stuff too. But the point is, have a macro and a micro strategy because you're going to need them both. Superb. Tim, <laughs> you've mentioned one research source, the power of fun, how to feel alive again. Yeah. Do you have any others you want to share with our listeners? Yeah. Okay. I mentioned anti-maximalist. Uh, so Eric, anti-maximalist, many thanks. Maybe we'll see you on a, on a podcast soon. I like, mm. the, I like the sound of Eric. So mm-hmm. I want to just, uh, I, I can recommend him. He'll be in the podcast too. There's life hack. I always like life hack. They're great. Mm. So there's forcing things proven to make you happy in the podcast notes, which is, which is fantastic. Um, I think by the book, oh, we talked about by the book, um, heal that pain, the eight health benefits of having fun. Again, that's a resource in there too. And of course, for me, you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, of Sam Harris at makingsense.org. I, I, you know, I love Sam Harris. Pretty much everything he does for me is adding joy to my life, even if it's an intellectual, spiritual bent as well. So mm. Making Sense, Sam Harris podcasts are just fantastic. Brilliant. And I'm guessing all of these research sources will be yeah. in the podcast notes. Yeah, absolutely. They'll be in the podcast notes too. So, I mean, you know, there's constant sources of having, that's my joy, right? Mm. Again, it's, it's that's just a small part of a bigger, bigger picture. Find mm. out what your joy is, something that actually energizes you, something you think, oh, I'd love to do that. Oh, and one question as well I wrote down, sorry to be a bit random here, but yeah. I love this, which is, answer this question as well. Is there anything you said you always wanted to do or learn but didn't have time for? Mm. yeah dot 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 right i'm sure there's a long old list okay for me definitely uh there's there's a list in there too i'm trying to find things to make trying to find things to kind of i'm into hand working at the moment i've been doing a lot of Mm. ikea furniture stuff i've loved it Mm. and i'm now running out of stuff to build i'm thinking Uh, what do i want to do with hands now i don't know what i'm gonna come up with i'll find something (laughs) yeah it's funny you mentioned that because i was with my sister at the weekend and the weekend before last, she did the longest zip wire in the world, which wow. has been on my bucket list and my wife's bucket list wow. for quite a while. 
Wow. Are we talking the zip line thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, but just here, as she was talking about it, her face lit up. Oh could, man! And I, I and I was thinking, yeah, exactly as you've just said. It's something I've wanted to do for quite a while, but have never quite gotten round to it. Uh, well, I was with a group of people last Tuesday. There's like 15 of us. There's a zip wire from the top of here in Oslo, the Holman Collins ski jump to the bottom. It's a zip wire. Everybody was doing that's pretty wild, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tick box. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Great. Any final reflections or points you'd like to add to him before we draw it to a close? Um, I think if you're saying if you're saying to yourself, I'm busy, or if you're telling others you're too busy, you're not having enough fun, you're not having enough joy in your life, and that's a sign. And I think, you know, instead of having the badge of busyness as being your badge of honor, mm. I think people will respect you a lot more if you're able to lighten up and have a bit of fun. Time mm. to get a joy strategy if you want to get your mojo back. Fantastic. I've been Matt Gregory. This is Tim Farris. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Take care.